You and I both know that crypto is rapidly becoming the future of finance. You will also probably be aware that investing in crypto can seem a little daunting or even just outright confusing. The real question is, is how do you break down those barriers so that you can confidently invest in crypto in a way which is both profitable and sustainable in the long run? Join me on my journey to helping new crypto investors go from prospects to pros in crypto investment. Whether it's a Bitcoin or a board ape, I've got the insider tips and tricks so that you can take those steps towards the financial future that you've always dreamt of. My name's Christopher Hitchin. Welcome to the Easy Crypto Podcast. So first things first, what is crypto? I could ask 100 people that, and I would likely get 100 different answers. To many, it seems technical, complicated, or in some cases, some people haven't even heard of it at all. That's why I'd like to break down and make it simple to understand. Crypto is a digital currency that is an alternative to a physical currency. Its use is to purchase goods and services. Now, to ensure that these online transactions are secure, it utilises technology known as the blockchain. It's like a ledger, which works alongside cryptography that secures the transaction to enable users to record their transactions. Think about it this way. Until now, people have traditionally deposited money into a bank account. The bank would keep a ledger of transactions, payments, who owes what, and so on and so forth. That ledger is what you see when you open up your banking app. Or if you're more traditional, take a look at your bank statement on paper. That's essentially very similar to blockchain in cryptocurrency. The only difference is, is that rather than the bank control in the ledger, it's a decentralized system, which is openly visible worldwide. Transactions are processed more efficiently as one person connects direct with another person, i.e. bypassing the middleman, the banks. You also save on expensive transfer fees. This is known as peer-to-peer transactions. Main advantage of peer-to-peer transactions is that they're more secure, convenient, speedier, cheaper, and their ease of use. Think of it as a network of connected computers that can validate transactions simultaneously at the same time so no one can cheat the system. Why do you need this, you might ask? Well, let's take Enron, for example. Enron collapsed due to accounting fraud. They had one set of accounts for them, and they had one set of accounts for the public. With crypto, you can't do this. There is only one set of immutable accounts, aka the blockchain, that cannot be edited after the data has been written to the blockchain. Just think of some of the advantages of this. Patient records could not be hacked, for instance. Elections could not be rigged. More on the use cases later. So back to that network of computers. You might ask, what are they called and what do they do? Well, they're called miners. They validate the transactions between people using the network. Since the beginning of time, 2009 in Bitcoin's case, the blockchain is composed of these little blocks and every 10 minutes, every transaction that happens within those 10 minutes is then placed into the next block. Follow me so far? And then that block has a computational puzzle that needs to be solved. 
and all of these transactions need to be verified in the block. And then once these transactions are verified, that puzzle is now solved. And as a reward, whoever solves the algorithmic problem gets the reward, aka a Bitcoin is created for verifying these transactions. And this is how we mint new Bitcoins. Crypto is pretty easy once you get into it. Don't worry though, it's not as scary as it sounds. When you make a transaction using cryptocurrency, that transaction will be validated using your unique security key. Think of it as your safe code, which identifies you. From there, other users can authenticate your transactions and add them to the blockchain, the equivalent of the bank's ledger. Every transaction has its own unique security key, which keeps it secure. Each transaction boosts the strength and reliability of that cryptocurrency, which is associated with the blockchain. So now you understand a little bit more about what blockchain is, let's look at why crypto was created. If I say that crypto was created to be a deflationary asset to rival centralised currency and banking, that probably wouldn't mean an awful lot to you. In reality, it's actually quite simple. Let's look at the dollar for example. When it was created, $1 in the bank was worth just that, $1. Today, a dollar is effectively worth just two cents. We've probably all laughed when you've heard children say, if you haven't got enough money, why don't you just print more? Well, actually, there's an element of truth in that because there's more physical dollars in circulation every year. The value of those dollars diminishes to the point where a dollar is now worth two cents. Essentially, that's a very simple explanation of inflation. Every year, that physical currency that you hold in the bank is worth less and less. Think of it this way. If I buy a house in 1970, the average price was 4000 Today, the average price is 268000 So that 4000 would only get you 1.5% of that house. This is exactly why cryptocurrency was created, so that inflation could be removed completely from the equation. To do that, the number of any given cryptocurrency in circulation is capped. Essentially, once the number of crypto coins reaches a predefined limit, then no more of that crypto will be issued. That way, the value can't diminish as a result of inflation. It's a bit like rare or limited edition products. Take baseball cards as an example. The reason that they are so sought after and expensive is because they are limited to how many are in existence. The same premise can apply to crypto. It's here as a secure alternative to mainstream physical currency. So now that we know what the blockchain is, it's essentially a database that is distributed on ledgers across the world and the first coin created on it, aka Bitcoin, is used as an inflationary hedge, i.e. a store of value. Now you might ask, who created it and why? It was Satoshi Nakamoto. Still to this day, no one knows who he really is. He worked out that we needed a currency that was effectively deflationary. Now what I mean by that is that 
it's limited by the number of coins in circulation. He also solved the double spending problem, i.e. you could not copy or forge Bitcoin. Therefore, Satoshi in 2009 launched Bitcoin, which is limited to 21 million coins. You cannot get any more once you get to 21 million. It will run out. But you can buy a fraction of Bitcoin. But we'll come on to that later. Now, in years gone by, gold was a store of value. It was the number one store of value. In fact, by total cap, today it still is. But we now also have Bitcoin, which is used as a store of value, i.e. inflationary hedge, a bit like gold. Some people call it digital gold. And this is why more and more companies are investing in Bitcoin, because if they leave their assets in cash on their balance sheets, the actual value is going down year on year. So that is how it all started. The beginning of cryptocurrency as we know it. Now it's time to recap on the key points, adding a few more interesting facts at the same time. Cryptocurrency is a decentralised digital currency, which means unlike traditional currencies that are backed by the government, they cannot be manipulated. Blockchain is like the ledger and works alongside cryptography to enable users to record their transactions securely. Transactions are more secure, convenient, quicker and efficient to use. There are over 2 billion people worldwide that do not have access to ATMs. Therefore, cryptocurrency will benefit them for being able to transfer currency more efficiently. Cryptocurrency cannot be forged. There are over 10,000 different varieties of cryptocurrency. And if you add all of the total value of cryptocurrencies together, it would be worth nearly 3 trillion. I would like to end on a quote by Peter Thiel co-founder of PayPal and Planetaire Technologies, and also the managing director of venture capital firm Founders Fund. I do think Bitcoin is the first encrypted money that has the potential to do something like change the world. Thank you for joining me today and listening to this episode. As I've gone on my crypto journey myself over the last couple of years, I'm all too aware of the overwhelming amount of information available online when it comes to investing in crypto. So thank you for choosing the Easy Crypto Podcast. It means a lot to me. Hopefully what I've shared today will help you on your investing journey, just like it did me. There's no reason why you can't go and make use of what you've learned today straight away. I'm living proof that these secrets and strategies I've shared with you do work. Please, by all means, feel free to share this with someone else you know who could benefit from it. That's the quickest way that we can build a collaborative community where we can share tricks and strategies which can turn our crypto investments into big profits. In the meantime, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss the latest tricks which could transform your crypto future. Every week we'll be covering a different aspect of crypto investment so whether it's NFTs, mining or the metaverse, you really can't afford to miss out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Christopher Hitchin and this is the Easy Crypto Podcast and I'll see you next time.